The following has been recorded at Cairn University. Any reproduction of this recording without the express permission of the university is prohibited. An early Merry Christmas. What a great opportunity for us to uh, gather together as part of our annual traditions here to have your morning of coffee and donuts for student appreciation and enjoy the Christmas chapel uh, for those that are joining us via live stream and we'll catch it on uh, other uh, venues throughout the next couple of days and weeks we greet you but i want to give a special greeting this morning to you the remnant uh the remnant god bless you uh for being here and uh and uh trust that today will be an encouragement to you as we wrap up the semester on the final day of classes uh and head into finals week and then the holiday break in case you forgot what day it is you can do uh, what i did look down at your arm and see that it's friday all right good Friday, last day of classes, finals week ahead of us, and the holiday season. There's a rhythm to life in the university. Uh, we talk about it quite a bit. Uh, this year, uh, for certain, uh, that rhythm has had with it a number of complications, a number of challenges, a number of things that have uh, changed our life together a little bit, but there's still a rhythm to it. And I was thinking about that this morning, the importance of rhythm, the importance of, um, of a cycle where you have this sort of expectation of what is coming. And this was the point of the church calendar, to mark uh, every year specific things to be remembered. And that's what we're doing. We're coming in to the Christmas season. We're in the Christmas season. Advent has begun. We have already begun marking the time when we celebrate the coming of the Lord Jesus, the Incarnation. There are other points in the church calendar. Of course, the high water mark, the celebration of Easter and Resurrection Day when the Lord Jesus was raised from the dead. The church has built into its life for its entire existence the opportunity to stop and to think about these great, great truths and great events. In fact, we know that the church decides to meet on Sunday, the first day of the week, to commemorate the resurrection of Jesus, the, the, the idea that all things are made new and that his resurrection secures for us freedom from sin and death and purchases for us forgiveness and redemption and the promise of eternal life. But that celebration of the resurrection and all the blessings that are ours is directly tied to this season when we celebrate the Incarnation when God himself came and dwelt among us. I was thinking this morning about how this prophecy in Isaiah chapter 7 comes at a time when there's great upheaval, war and threats and chaos, political uh, chaos and intrigue, the, the, the real threat of besieged towns and cities. And in the midst of all the other things that line up in the prophet's words in Isaiah chapter 7, we see this. The Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and you shall call his name Emmanuel. We just sang that song, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. And this morning, what I want to do, in keeping with the spirit of our annual traditions and the rhythm of life at the university, and in keeping with the tradition of the Christian church and the calendar of the church, when we 
uh, find ourselves in Advent season, is that we would actually spend some time thinking about today and hopefully in the days and weeks to come, the incredibly impactful moment that we're celebrating, which is the incarnation of the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, it's no secret we talk about this often here, and you know this, it's just part of life. The things that occupy our minds are often the things that occupy our eyes. The things that occupy our eyes often are the things that occupy our minds. The things that vie for our, our, our attention, our, our emotions, our intellectual energy, the things we worry about, the things we're afraid of, the things that we're contemplating, the things that we're stewing over, the things that keep us awake at night, they're usually the things that we're paying attention to. And the things that we pay attention to then tend to flood our minds and hearts. And that's the way it works for us as human beings. And the beauty of having these kinds of moments when we can actually stop and reflect on something like this, the birth of Jesus Christ, the coming of the Lord to this earth, the taking on of human flesh, means that we fix our eyes on that, we fix our minds on that, and allow that truth and all the blessings that come in and through it to penetrate our, our thinking and our feeling, our lives, our perspective, to be a salve, a bomb, if you will, to the weariness that we're experiencing or the strife that we're experiencing in a tense and confused and uncertain day. Whatever's bearing down upon you, whether it's from the larger context or something personal, there are lots of things that you can do, but trust me, thinking on the goodness and grace and eternal wisdom of God is a balm to your soul. It's a balm to your soul. John writes in the first chapter of his gospel in verse 14, and the word, remember, in the beginning was the word, and the word was God, and the word was with God, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we have seen his glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. John bore witness about him and cried out, This was he of whom I said, He who comes after me ranks before me, because he was before me. For from his fullness we have all received grace upon grace. For the law was given through Moses, grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God, the only God who is at the Father's side. He has made him known. We just take a few minutes to think on this incredibly powerful idea that the Word, the Lord Jesus Christ, who is the living Word, the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. The Creator, as John testifies to earlier in this chapter, the Creator, nothing was made that was not made with him and by him. The creator himself takes on the form of creation, is born of a virgin in a miraculous kind of event. It's a miracle of miracles. A virgin shall conceive, not knowing a man. The Holy Spirit is, is at work in Mary, and she conceives, and she gives birth to the creator of all life, who comes not only to be our savior and teacher, but a sacrifice, an atoning sacrifice for the sin of the world. Any amount of time you spend trying to get your mind around that is time well spent. You know, I was uh, sitting watching television a while back, and of course, 
the Christmas movies started to be advertised. I think it was Labor Day weekend. And in one Christmas movie advertisement, uh, uh, this, this, this person, Christmas in Vienna or something, you know, the Hallmark Channel, low production, you know how it goes, the Hallmark Channel, I think. My mom loves the Hallmark Channel. So the Hallmark Channel, I think it was. And this person made a statement, something like this, I really should have written it down. Christmas is a time when we create the magic we want to enjoy. Brothers and sisters, Christmas is a time when we celebrate the incomprehensible truth that the Creator came and dwelt among the created. If you do a search for magic and Christmas, you will see what has happened. The magic of Christmas, the magic of Christmas. Years ago, my wife said she wanted to write a book called Magic Enough because the virgin birth and the incarnation should blow our minds every time we try to think about it. It's a season when we enjoy all of the stuff that that comes along with the social and cultural celebrations of Christmas. But for those of us who follow the Savior, who went to the cross as a lamb led to the slaughter, Christmas is the moment when the Creator came and dwelt among us, took on flesh. And in there is the fullness of grace and truth, even what John testifies to here. For from his fullness we have received grace upon grace. That which we did not deserve was piled on top of that which we did not deserve. It is a magical season. Because the miracle of the virgin birth, the incarnation, the manifestation of the Savior, Jesus Christ, the sacrifice for our sins, comes to a weary world. The people of that day were under the thumb with the foot of the Roman Empire on their throat. The kind of human uncertainty that we could only imagine. In that day, in the fullness of time, the Savior is born. It was transformational for them. You see it in the testimony of Zechariah and others. The, the, The Magi even come. This is an incredible thing to behold. And three decades later, that baby will go to the cross whose blood will be shed for our sin, an atoning sacrifice to free us from the bonds of sin and death. This is the time of year when we celebrate that, but John says something else here. No one's ever seen God, the only God who is at the Father's side. He has made him known. This is what the writer of Hebrews testifies to. For in ages past, God has spoken through the prophets, but in this day, he has spoken through his Son, who is the exact representation of God when we fix our minds upon Jesus as he's revealed to us in the scripture the real Jesus not the Jesus we create during the holiday season not the Jesus we create culture but the Jesus of the Bible when we when we look on him he shows us the father so not only is reflecting on the incarnation and all that comes from it helpful in terms of permeating our minds but it also is transformational and it it shows us God, his love and grace and mercy. Christmas is a magical time, but not because of chimneys and flying reindeer and all of the things that come along with it. It's a time of beauty and incomprehensible goodness and mercy and love because the word became flesh and dwelt among us. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we thank you for your goodness and grace to us 
and for this season when we can celebrate the incarnation. We, we marvel at the virgin birth and we are grateful for all the gifts that are ours in and through your son, Jesus Christ. We are grateful that he has shown us you, our Father. And we pray that in this season, with all that is going on in our lives and all that is going on around us, that you would give us grace to encourage one another to reflect upon the beauty of this season as seen in the incarnation of Jesus. That the eternal word of God took on flesh and dwelt among us. Let us rest and abide and be overwhelmed by that beautiful, eternal truth. We pray in Christ's name. Amen.